it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. And the Supercoach finals are upon us. It's been a long season, but we're at the business end now. I am your host, Paul Grisat Kapuli G, back with you for another week of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. And the finals is going to kick off early for, for you and I, Ryan MS. How are you, mate? We're playing each other this week. Good, good, yes. I'll um, have to uh, come up with some kind of tactic to get over the top of you, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. And one guy who's exceeding uh, every, or, or beating everyone before him in the finals of both our, our Cup Supercoach Pros Cup and the Dick Bound Cup, Andrew Moldog Mullen Rolly joins us, mate. A top four a win this week and can put the feet up. Yeah, mate. Uh, but you know what? I'll still be, still be grinding away. Don't worry about that. Still got plenty to do. And um, yeah, still trying to crack that top 1,000. But yeah, getting closer every week. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? I mean, the Supercoach Pros Cup, I think you're, you've got the Dire Dragons, whereas I've, I'm playing the same team um, that I lost to last week, the Fungineers. So we, we go, we've swapped spots now. Um, but it's going to be going to be a good one. And Topchina Dragons and Ebenezer Rascals, a couple of people that have been, yeah, talking on on Twitter and and whatnot. And that's a huge game too um, for the, for the week off. But um, I guess our league as well, 167th overall with four rounds left. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like there as we trying to get a one maybe break the 150. Who knows? Yeah, mate, 150 would be good. I mean. Everyone's good enough to, to to crack a good score, so yeah, it'd be good to uh, get the one fifty even even higher. That would be great. Well, there's only a few weeks left, um, but of course there are still a few injuries to talk about, so that will still help us along to get to that one fifty. And uh, we'll start with Bevan French here for Could You Bay Health and Injury Care. Pat Lyons has. Uh, sent us through the information he's just got um just on his way home from work now so um, we have to get it via email this week but um we're hearing that after the hamstring injury by bevan french um that he would be unlikely to play this round now of course he has been named but josh hoffman is on an extended bench um not much info says pat hard to say grade one is usually about two weeks so we're thinking maybe um, Josh Hoffman just slots into fullback there. He, he's quite capable of playing uh, fullback. And probably will affect things a little bit with, with the Eels, but not significantly. Ash Taylor, well, he left the game early uh, in that thrashing against the Broncos, Ryan, and um, saying that he might have um, heard a little crack, but he, as he's never had a knee injury before, he's not too sure if it was just something normal or something that you know, isn't quite right. Um, how did you see it, you know, watching the game? Um, yeah, look, to me, it looked like he did He did do something, like a, stra- like a strain or something else. So I don't know whether it was a very slight one. He can strap it up and it'd be okay or not. But it didn't look really good when he um, was on the field. Well, when he stopped on the field and just, yeah, they took him off. So, uh, yeah, I'd say he'd probably be touch and go for this week. 
Pat saying it doesn't sound good and would guess looking at four weeks minimum, which would pretty much well, would be the season. Um, obviously, Tyron Roberts has been playing off the bench there, so it'd be a pretty easy swap over for, for Neil Henry if that's the way uh, he goes. He besieged Neil Henry at the moment. Uh, Nathan Ross, he suffered a back injury in the um, game against the Warriors. He had to go to hospital for scans, which confirmed a fracture of the L1 transverse process. He doesn't require surgery. And while they're saying he might return to the field by round 26, Pat's saying that's a really nasty one and he thinks out for the season. Obviously, you know, not much point coming back just for one game when the Knights, unless maybe they're playing for not to get the wooden spoon, I suppose. But um, they've got some coverage now with Sean Kenny Dow coming over mid-season, a few of those other guys back fit. And I think Dan Gagai's been named. Well, I know Dan Gagai's been named at fullback in his absence. And finally, Daniel Tupo suffered a groin injury versus Manly, a right groin tear. He, tear. he will um, require an intensive rehab program and the Roosters are saying he'll miss six weeks of footy, which Pat agrees seems about right. So if you are a Daniel Tupo owner and you've got a couple of trades left, you can move on from him immediately. And all those injuries are for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go visit Pat uh, if you live in the Sydney area. Go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links and you can get 20% off discount as a Supercoach Pros listener. We well recommend Pat not just sporting injuries back and neck as well. Uh, give him a visit there and follow the links from our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Let's move on to what we learned. And uh, I thought, Andrew, the, I guess the key, the way the Broncos took apart, a disappointing Titans team, but to see Ben Hunt in 60 minutes of, of dummy half play put on 135 Supercoach points, quite an eye-opener. Yeah, I mean, it surprised me, but at the same time, I don't think that's going to happen every week. Um, you know, he's going to come into some tougher opposition than, the, you know, Titans. They were pretty poor, if I'm honest. I thought they were, they were actually going to put up a decent fight being, you know, the local-ish derby, but, yeah, they, they were disappointing. Um, but, yeah, it, it was good. It, it seems like it's his more natural position. Um, I've never really... I mean, he's a good halfback. I, I, I just don't think he's the $1.2 million halfback that the Dragons are going to pay for. Um, I, I just think he seems more natural at number nine. And he's got a bit more, you know, zip out of dummy half than um, McCulloch's got. So, yeah, Broncos looking okay. But, yeah, Ben Hunt, like I said, 60 minutes, 130-odd points. It's not going to happen every week. Yeah, hookers uh, love love the Gold Coast, as we always say, yep. particularly named Hunt. So, <laughs> Tom Draborovic, 134 points for Manly, and that was uh, another massive game coming back in the second half. He just continues to go large. Ryan, you had placed the C on him, and uh, that certainly proved well worthwhile. Yeah, that one paid off for sure. Um, he played a really good game. In fact, um, I thought... Um, Manly were in a bit of trouble in that game. Um, like obviously they were behind, but I, they just didn't look likely. And then all of a sudden they just clicked, clicked into gear, and um, away they went. And um, Tom Trubovich was a part of that, a big part of that. So um, it'd be interesting to see um, if that form continues, if they uh, you know build in and roll into the finals with with that kind of um, form behind them. Damien Cook, and I should have mentioned at the start of the show, of course, with South's upset victory over the Dragons, Pete feeling a bit under the weather. I'm not sure if it's related or not. Uh, could be, but uh, he's not <laughs> with us this week. But uh, he'll still be still be playing up, uh, the, the, you know, in the Supercoach. But, uh, yeah, a bit disappointing. But 
Damien Cook outstanding. He's taken over from Robbie Farah there. Um, I think one to watch for next year if he starts getting even bigger minutes. 123 points for him. Mitch Barnett. Um, we've been a big fan of his, I think, on the show since you know, he had those couple of games for Canberra and we thought, oh, when he went to the Knights, this could be interesting. Just needs to get some more minutes. He's, he scored two early tries and 116 points. You'd think, oh, well, he, you know, what more do you want? But he actually still, he could easily play another 10, 15 minutes. I see him as a Nathan Brown type. Um, Brown's now getting 80 minutes. Barnett's still around that 55 mark. So I think Nathan Brown could get more out of Barnett and then we'd really see a stud supercoach performer possibly in 2018. Uh, his teammate Brock Lamb had his best game, I think, in first grade, 113 points for him. Admittedly, the Warriors were woeful. Kurt Mann in that same um, dragons Rabbitohs game, replacing the injured Josh Dugan at right centre. He really took advantage, and we'll be continuing to look out for that matchup. Um, the South's left side defence, I think, can be exploited uh, again um, over the next month. Daniel Tupo, well, until he got injured, you know, 1 1 1, a big, big day for him. Mitchell Moses, Andrew, I, you know, I mean, I, I watched pretty much every game that he played for the Tigers. Um, I still can't say I, I saw this. The maturity that he's starting to show, it's, it's, I can't believe it's the same guy who you know, started the year looking like you know, he did at West's and now doing this for Parramatta. It is surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, we've spoken about at length, um, maybe you more so through gritted teeth, but I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I never really did rate him. I always thought, you know, and this is saying something, that I thought that Luke Brooks was the better player at the Tigers. And, and then, um, you know, I thought it was a blessing in disguise to get, get rid of Moses. Um, but, no, he's, he's been playing good. He's kicking goals now, for the power anyway. And, um, yeah, he's running the ball well. He's, you know, his pass selection's great. He's setting up tries left, right and centre. So, yeah, he has come on leaps and bounds since moving across to power. The same score two weeks in a row, 110. If you've got a couple of trades up your sleeve and maybe you own Matt Moylan or, you know, Gareth Widdop is playing 5'8 for you, maybe it's Anthony Milford who seems to be struggling with that shoulder injury. Would you consider a late trade for Moses? Is, is it beyond sort of reason to think that Moses could keep this going in the last month? Well, I think... Just off the top of my head, I I, I do believe he's he'd be a pretty good pod. I mean, he he isn't owned by that many people, and again, like I said, now these Gutherson's out, he's kicking goals and power of scoring tries. So, and he's setting a lot of those up. So, I, I mean, you, you got to love a goal kicking half, and you know he's like I said, he's good good point uh, point of difference. So, I think he's worth a look if you got the trades. I mean. If you got one trade, it'd be a fair fair risk. But if you got some trades up your sleeve, if you're gunning for the head to head, I think it's not a bad option. Yeah, and like you say, he's kicking goals. He plays the Knights this week. We know that halves have done well against Newcastle all year. Josh Hodgson, another guy, you know, that's probably been below his best Ryan, but 107 points. They revolved all their attack around Hodgson this round, uh, Canberra, and it paid off. Yeah, that's right. Um, it seemed to be instead of the two halves trying to set up their guys outside them, they kind of just followed Hodgson around and, yeah. um, you know, and it yeah, clearly paid off. They were um, punching holes pretty regularly um, in the second half against the Sharks. And I think, yeah, that might be a bit of a blueprint for the rest of the year for the Raiders, uh, just direct. Um, they've got the size, obviously, in their team to play that way. Um, and, yeah. 
it was like like, like everyone else on, on Saturday night. Um, everyone was wondering where this had been all year. They're a smoky. We see it not necessarily every year, but every two or three years a team come from the clouds and, and then make a run all the way through to, into the finals and then beyond. I think they're the smoky to do that this year. I just got a feeling about them, which means that if you're getting on some of their players, whether it's for your Supercoach finals, whether it's just in your money ball lineups, I think it's well worth it. And Hodgson, like Ryan said, leading the way there because the attack, much like Cronulla last year with Michael Innes going through him. Uh, finally, Nathaniel Roach, 102. Um, he's actually won the hooking um, starting spot this round over Isaac Luke. We'll talk about teams in, in a moment. And Alex Johnston, 100. Um, another big game uh, by Alex Johnston at fullback. He's really maturing into to an out-and-out fullback. It'll be interesting to see if he remains there next year when Inglis is healthy because he's he's doing some good work there. And, and surprisingly, some good ball skills as well, not just the, the ball running that he's more noted for. And that is what we learned. And now let's move on to, I guess, our hot topic for tonight, the uh, Supercoach finals upon us. So we thought we'd talk a little bit of head-to-head tactics and get a little bit nitty-gritty with it. Um, Andrew, you know, you're up the top with with your leagues and, and, you know, playing fairly straight-laced to this point, looking at overall more so. But now that we're up against... um, Not that we've we've had had a very tough... uh, league with Supercoach Pros, but a lot of you guys out there might be sort of biding your time the last few weeks and now coming against the cream of the crop. And um, there are some extra tactics that you can pull. And, and look, it might be a case of saying to the you know the significant other, look, the next month, uh, you're not going to see much of me. I've got to be at the, at the computer or at the iPhone um, pretty much before each game. But there's a few things you can do. And I guess one of them is... is fake captains, you know, putting the captaincy on on a, a red herring, putting on a, on a player that you're not going to use, um, seeing if your opponent's following your, you know, looking looking at what you're doing, and as long as it's not ridiculous, as long as it is someone that would be worthy of the captaincy, and of course just before kickoff, you can make a, an adjustment, you might catch him out, someone with a poor matchup, who's generally a, a good option, I mean we saw that a couple of players this round just gone, Andrew Smith, Talmalolo, you know, Gallon, they all didn't go quite as large as we would have hoped. And, and you know, if you can spot one and put a fake captaincy on him and, and draw your opponent in, you know, you could end up uh, suckering him in. Yeah, well, I mean, this week Ryan, Ryan um, kind of did it to me. Not really. I was kind of trying to fake Ryan out a little bit, so he's, he's probably what not to do. Um, I... You know, I thought that um, Gallon was going to be the better option for for um, the captaincy this week. Ryan had Tommy Turbo, um, and yeah, I just I kind of kept it off Gallon for a little while. I, was, I, I had it on on um, Nathan Brown for all of Friday, and um, yeah, just trying to trying to psych him out a little bit because I knew that Ryan had to win, and this was in our other leg, mind you, and all I had to do was. Um, win against Ryan and then I would have t- taken out the minor premiership. Um, yeah, so it can kind of bite in the bum a little bit because I did plan on doing Gallon to Tommy Turbo and then I just didn't get around to doing it and then I kind of caught myself out. So it is, I guess, <laughs> being being prepared and trying to stay around the computer and, uh, again, like you said, telling the telling the other half that, um, you know, <laughs> please. This, this month just, could uh, be... Could, yeah, could just see a bit keep, less keep my side of the bed warm for me. I'll, I'll be, 
I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in in a second. I'll, yeah, it's just, it's just about preparing, isn't it? Trying to doing doing your best. I mean, like, this is the the hardest part of the comp now. If you want to chase the uh, the head to head win, or, or if you you, you want to go for the overall, you know, you, in an ideal world, you'd like both. But you know, people like Crack NATO, you know, they're coming third in overall and didn't crack the top eight in, in our in our cop so That's it is right. it is a bit tricky sometimes isn't it you do have to you can't just rely on overall if you if that indeed is your your prize is to win your head-to-head league so sometimes you've got to you've got to play it and, and and match up against your opponent um even though you know it's probably going to cost you overall points and um if you are going down that path I look I, I look at a guy like nathan brown they play second up They've got the Knights. Everyone sees the Knights as an easy matchup, But the reality is front rowers or middle third players like Brown get de- get down ticks against the Knights because a lot of the time the ball's going out in the backs. Now, will that happen this week? Could Brown snag a try and, and it work out? Obviously, that's possible. But the predictor has him under average. You could slap the captaincy on him um, for on Thursday, so when the game day goes live, and, and it doesn't show you your your team until kickoff of the Thursday night. So it will show you last week's team until then, so your opponent won't know what you're doing. So you don't need to be too tricky. You can just do it for that kickoff of Thursday night. And then just before kickoff on Friday, change it to whoever you actually want to make captain and hope that maybe if he's following you, he's, he's kept the C on Brown, and maybe Brown gets a solid 60 but maybe you've got a guy, you know, maybe you're VC loopholing with it. Maybe you've gone Tommy T to go back-to-back. Um, there's a few other options out there who predicted to do quite well this week that you could look at. Now, in regards to the what we were saying about game day not going live, it leads us to our second little trick, and that's um, mid-round trades. So by all means, right now, today, tomorrow, make us... Put your trade in, if you've got any left, that is. Reverse them, you know, figure out what you want to do. But before kickoff, have everything noted down what you actually want to do and reverse those trades. And that way you come into Thursday kickoff, he sees, or he or she sees your lineup. Um, but it practically looks like last week. Maybe, you know, you've got a fake captain in there, you've got a couple of your guys on your bench that you actually were going to play. You haven't. Um, used your trade or both trades yet and he or she thinks oh I'm looking pretty good here maybe they get a little bit complacent and Ryan could be a way mid, mid-round trade where suddenly someone thinks oh I've, I've got this I'll play it safe I won't play my big big time backs because I'll, I'll, I've got this and then suddenly you've put in two trades and, and you're projected to go 100, 150 larger than you were and they're like, oh, oh, it's too late. My backs have played the ones that could have got me the big scores. Yeah, well, that's right. And that's a case of, you know, obviously checking out, your, you know, who you're up against. Um, and, yeah, if they're – if you – yeah, you just got to see when they're playing. If their big guns are playing early, um, then you've got a chance to make some changes for yourself. Um, if that's going to benefit um, your team – there is obviously a massive danger with that um, in terms of if you, you know, trade out a guy and he, and he goes large, then you're just going to be kicking yourself for the rest of the week. But um, it's a sol- that's a solid idea because you just got to – you have to use whatever you got 
in head to head, especially at finals, just to get that little bit of an advantage. Um, and depending on if your game is an elimination game or if it's if you get a second chance, um, that'll obviously affect how you play it. Um, whether you go um, whether you go risky or you play it safe. Um, interesting to look at that first game, um, Sam Burgess, Andrew. Would you consider? Is he still a must in your seventeen? Would you consider um, keeping him out of your lineup? Yeah, that that could be an interesting one in a head-to-head. Whoever plays Burgess as opposed to who doesn't. Oh, I know. Last week I said that he um he needs to be in your team, but he just I mean his his scores are getting lower, his minutes are getting lower, aren't they? So scored fifty last week, forty-two the round before, so. It's getting harder and harder to kind of justify him because he is injured, you know, and and there's so many good options in that yeah, position. He, but again, at the same time, it's Sam Burgess, you know. You don't want to just it's Sam Burgess. You can't just get rid of him because if he's playing, he's going to put in. You know what he, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, he's just not getting the minutes, and he's he's playing hurt. So it's it's definitely a toss up. It's one on. Still mulling over because, as you know, I've only got one trade left, and Sammy Burgess is still in my in my team. And like you said, there are other options out there that are that again might be a risk. They might not be, but again, it's Sam Burgess. You don't, you can't just like it's not a an easy get rid of you know easy fix. You've got to think about it and and have a look at his draw coming in and and what's the likelihood of of him you know succumbing to that injury. So. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, the old Sammy Burgess. The Bulldogs haven't been that bad defensively through the year, but they gave up a few supercoach points to the likes of Brown, who even missed 15 minutes with the HIA, and Daniel Avaro, who replaced him, and you know, they scored that try where he basically just took it. Um, it was a tap penalty tap by Cameron King, just gave him the ball as a, yeah, as a straight through the middle, yeah. So I guess there's some potential for Sam Burgess to do the same. And, and whether he's going to be able to do it all four weeks or whether it's just this round that he's got a better matchup, that's sort of what you're looking at. But the Bulldogs, if they have anything left in the tank, I think they'll be a little bit, have a little bit more starch up front this round. So Burgess, I think, is definitely a potential trade-out. And with the likes of Josh McGuire coming into form, Josh Papali back from suspension and looking good, unfortunately the sin bin costing him somewhat, still put up 66 last week. I think there's a few guys there that you might look at. And and maybe if you do want to keep Sam Burgess one more week, you've got Boyd Cordner returning this week. You could put a watch list on him as a, all right, one more week, Sam, and then we'll see. But uh, there's another one where a risky trade out. Um, I know last week we were worried about Simon Mannering. He's been named back at lock this week with Ryan Hoffman returning. And we will get to those teams in a moment. But uh, probably less pressure on him, more on... on uh, Sam Burgess at the moment. Well, let's go to those teams now, and we'll start with that Souths game versus the Bulldogs. And surprisingly, Canterbury haven't made any changes. I thought the Chase Stanley experiment was a bit of a disaster, but he has been named in the halves again this week with Matt Frawley on the bench, with Michael Leisha as a reserves. I guess that could change. Aaron Gray is the only repl- a change for Souths in for Heimel Hunt in the centres. Parramatta v the Knights, Tepai Marara returns in the second row, so that pushes Kenny Edwards to the interchange and Frank Pritchard to the 21. 
And we, as we said in the injury report, Nathan Ross is out. Jay Wardle returns in the centres. Dane Gagai slip, uh, switches to fullback. Sean Kenny Dow also comes back on the wings. So Chanel Mataudi will make way, but he's still in the 21. The Broncos beat the Sharks. Well, Ben Hunt, again wearing number nine. We expect Sam Dido will start the game there like he did last week. And then um, Hunt will come on after 20. Jai Arrow in for the suspended Joe Offerhen-Gowey. Jack Bird's out, uh, recurring injuries for him. Kurt Capel will deputise in the centres. James Maloney does return at 5'8". Interesting to see, uh, Ryan, that it's far money Brown moving to hooker and Seguiaro to the bench. It hasn't quite worked out, Seguiaro, as we might have thought, um, you know, getting that opportunity. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, look, I think... and. Maybe that's the thinking for the Sharks as well, that they get better um, service out of him when he comes off the bench. Um, he has a bit more bit more pop when everyone else is a little bit more tired, and that's where he um, excels. So perhaps that's uh, part of it. It'll be interesting to see just how much time he does get there. Um, but, when you, yeah, when James Maloney is coming back, um, the Sharks are probably in a, a lot better shape, uh, regardless of who the number nine is. The Dragons feed the Titans. Tyson Frizzell has been named in the second row. He, he kind of deputised as a middle third player last week with Russell Packer, a late withdrawal. Jacob Host played on the edge, but now he's a reserve. Blake Laurie gets the interchange spot. And Kevin Proctor also coming back uh, in the same position as Frizzell, but for Gold Coast. So Morgan Boyle will go to the bench. No Ignatius Parsi. Um, we're not sure, but he hasn't been named in the 21, so there could be an injury concern with Parsi there. Um, Melbourne Storm v the Roosters should be a good game this one. Daniel Tupo is out. Joseph Manu moves to the wing. Mitchell Orbison to the centres. Um, Aiden Guerra to the right edge. Boyd Cordner returns on the left edge. And Jake Friend returns at hooker. So Ryan Madison and Victor Radley go to the bench. Mitch Cornish into the 21. The Panthers feed the Cowboys. That um, swap between Tim Brown and Campbell Gillard. Well, Campbell Gillard will probably start off the bench, we'd imagine, but he's still wearing number 10 and Brown to start, as he has been the last month or so. The Warriors feed the Raiders. As we said earlier, Simon Mannering returns to lock with Ryan Hoffman going to the second row. That will move Puntiafoa to the right edge because Hoffman plays on the left. Ben Medellino named it prop. We've seen him start from the bench and Sam Lasoni start the match, so that could happen again. And Nathaniel Roach winning the job at hooker over Isaac Luke. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Luke, who's been named in his number 14, isn't even in the 17 come kickoff. Jazz Tavaga goes to the reserves, but he could be the replacement for Luke on the bench there if that does occur. Elite Whitehead's been named at lock uh, for the Raiders with Joseph Tarpany in the second row, but we're not sure if that's actually going to occur or whether Whitehead will remain on the right edge as we've seen um, him play there pretty much since he moved over from uh, England. And the Tigers v Manly. West Tigers 1-17 to and just one change for the Victoria Seagulls uh, from last Sunday for Nua Blake in for Kelopi Tanganoa. Let's look at the big names for round 23 and again the Titans who gave up 54 to the Broncos so it means those St George Illawarra players, Matt Dufty and Gareth Widdop getting huge upticks um, Jordan Rapana is going to be an interesting one against the hapless Warriors. He's coming good at the moment. Angus Crichton's right up there against another team performing poor, poorly, the Bulldogs. Uh, Cohen Hess is an interesting one, Andrew. He's in for Gavin Cooper. And, um, in fact, we didn't, men- 
we didn't mention the Cowboys' changes, so I'll just go through that briefly now because they've had a couple. Antonio Winterstein's out and Jarvid Bowen comes in for him and Cohen Hess is in for the injured Gavard Cooper with um, Ben Hampton returning on the bench. Sean Fensom also is going to start from the interchange with John Asiata to start, but we've noticed those two are switching before kickoff, so that could happen again. And Cohen Hess, if he's going to play 80 on the edge, as we saw earlier in the year, Andrew, he could really go large. He could, and again, this is a big game for the Panthers, so they need to... to um they need to win, and the Cowboys. I mean, they're on a bit of a downslope. I mean, they're I'm in trouble. Complete. Yeah, they, trouble. they are. I mean, if if Manly win and, and the Cowboys lose, Manly jump them. So they're teetering close to the edge. So the way the Raiders win, are so, playing, and and the yeah, tall the Cowboys exactly right. have, so they'd be looking over their shoulder. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, they they need to win. Um. I'm not. I mean, Hess. He's he's been an absolute. Star breakout star this year in Supercoach, so it wouldn't surprise me if he, he went large. But I'm not sold on the Cowboys, um, apart from you know the usuals like Tamalolo. But um, again, I'm not I'm not too sold on the Panthers either. So it should be a good one. Um, yeah, plenty to plenty to watch. There were plenty of Supercoach points in that Panthers Tigers game on the weekend. So Penrith, although they've been winning, they've been giving up plenty of Supercoach points. Um, speaking of the other team that's giving up lots of Supercoach points, the Tigers, well, Tommy Trevorovich, he's a captain option there, the final game of the round. So if you're going to use the VC loophole um, there, he's a good captain option. Um, Billy Slater, it's, it, oh, here's one for you, Ryan, if you've got to trade up your sleeve. The way Slater's been playing, um, as opposed to James Tedesco, has also been um, certainly threatening, if not always, um, posting the massive scores. Uh, which one do you like more for your for Supercoach finals? Oh, jeez. Look, I, I think you probably have to go Billy. Um, not, you know, if you're measuring up individually, they're, you know, they're quite similar in terms of what they can do for your team. But Melbourne are more likely to be on the on the winning side of things. Um, and so, therefore, I think, yeah, Slater's involvement will, will be upped in terms of... Um, uh, you know, uh, try assists and all that kind of thing. Uh, the Tigers don't score as many points, where Melbourne can certainly um, put on a big score if they get a roll on as well. Matt Wright is another one in uh, that Manly Tigers game, as is Sean Lane. Wright's kicking goals too, so I think he's a money ball must. Uh, Sean Lane's still reasonable price in money ball, so he's also a must there. Josh Papali, I think he's a big trading target this week up against the Warriors. We've seen some massive scores from left-edge back rowers against the Warriors throughout the year. I know Sean Johnson's no longer the guy to run to, but or run at, Andrew, but Mason Lino is pretty similarly sized, so you could you could do some damage there anyway. Yeah, and, I mean, we've said it before, Warriors, they're, they're done, aren't they? So, I, yeah, take your pick. They, they do not... They don't win games in August, essentially, ever. No, no, they're, they're done. yeah, they're done. I mean, I mean, I always, I feel like such an idiot because I rave about them all year. I know I'm not the only one. Um, I, I don't get caught up in it because I, I do like, I genuinely do like watching them play. But they've been so off this year. I think it's it must be like the Steve Carney factor. I, I don't know something working. about them's just been yeah. off this year. So it didn't work um, at Parramatta, and it's not working at the Warriors either. No, the, that's just right. so. Style. I mean. Yeah, it's they've been particularly smelly this year, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, 
yeah, just steer clear and whoever's playing them, maybe load up on them. Or everyone's a captain choice when you're playing the Warriors. And finally, we love milestone games. We saw what Cameron Smith did the other week. Um, Paul Gallen playing his 300th v the Broncos and ranked quite highly there in the, by the predictors. So you combine that, those two, and you think it could be a good captain option as well. Um, we'll go through the rest of the year, guys. You can see this all on the app, of course. Go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links, um, either Android or Apple. Um, I know it's late in the year, but there's still a lot to get out of it. Your finals, your head-to-head, it could be your, your way, your path to victory. And, uh, of course, there's also the money ball on there. This very podcast uploaded straight to your phone to listen to the Facebook, the Twitter information, the blogs with all the previews and recaps. And, look, if you just enjoyed what we've done for you through the year, you know, and, and, and you see it as a donation, do it now so at least you can get four weeks' value out of it before the end of the year. Uh, we've got Matt Dufty and Jerome Hughes are both mentioned very high, but for obvious reasons, you know, they don't have a lot of game time behind them. So then we're looking at, at the guys like Gareth Witter, Billy Slater, Tom Trebovich, Josh Papali, who we just mentioned, some good matchups coming up. Paul Gallen, you know, Ever True, Jason Tomalala, the same. Jordan Rapana, well, it's mainly this round where he really gets the uptick. So if you are a Rapana owner or looking to own Rapana, this is the week. Otherwise, you probably missed the boat. Angus Crichton, well, similarly, it's this round where he really gets the uptick. Simon Mannering's still up there. The move back to the middle third is really saving his bacon in that regard. David Nofaluma was so strong last week. He's right up the top now. And then, of course, Cameron Smith, Jake Taborovic also right up there and that is for our Supercoach Pros app and the predictor and uh, like we said go to the website www.supercoachpros.com and get it now finals time if you're in the finals this could be that just what you need and uh, to get you over the edge let's move on to the tweets now and we'll start with Pat he asks which three would you play in your 17 from Cleary to Powell Dylan Edwards Curtis Scott and Dylan Walker. Love the podcast, lads. Um, I might as well throw it around both of you, but I'll start with you, Ryan. Um, who are you liking out of those five? Oh, geez. Um, look, I think that um, I would take Dylan Walker um, for a start, as um, so I think he's. I think Manly's going to go okay, and he normally goes okay with that. Um, obviously, Tigers have a very poor left side defence, Brooks, Naguama and Wateni Zelesnia to run it. Yeah, well that's <laughs> you know, that that comes into the thought process. <laughs> um, Cleary, obviously, um, because if he does well, the Panthers do well and vice versa. And I'd probably go with Powell as well. Uh, he's just been going uh, pretty awesomely um, for the past, I don't know, up I against his old club. You'd uh, and up against his old club, he always, always likes to... Uh, Put, a, put on a bit of a show, so it should be interesting. Andrew, any differences there? I mean, it's going to be hard to leave out Cleary the way he's been going, but those two manly players, they've got a good matchup. Yeah, I think the matchup against the Tigers, I mean, it's no sure bet for, um, for Manly this week. They'd always struggle a little bit at Leichhardt, um, but still, yeah, Marty Tapao, he's worried, he's, um, his minutes have been worrying me lately. It seems like they're kind of just managing him through the back half of the year. That's kind of scaring me a little bit, but his points per minute are still... It's over one, so he's, he's doing really well. Um, 
Yeah, and Cleary. He, he, I think he's a must. I mean, if you don't have him, I think you, you're falling behind. So there's two. And then either Edwards or, or Walker. I'm not, like I said, I wasn't 100% sold on uh, Edwards. He had a good matchup last week. He scored well. I th- again, I think he's got a good matchup this week. Again, yeah, Slater but... went well, although it is Billy Slater. So... <laughs> but Slater yeah, went well yeah, against so... the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, oh, I mean, nice little problems to have. But, yeah, I, I think, yeah, to power and Cleary are, are a different must. Well, I'll loop in this tweet from Daniel Klein at Kleinlager asks, Hi, after Crichton... Tommy Turbo and Dylan Edwards, who's the next best CTW, want to leave Dylan Walker on NPR and I can afford any CTW. I guess um, he's putting Edwards ahead of Walker, but this week we like Walker a bit more. The two on the predictor that are standing out, and again, this is the week to bring in Rapana, or if you're looking at a more even stretch over the, the, the month, it's Nofaluma. Um, Ryan, is there anyone out, outside those you want to go, or would you recommend sticking with you know those four right now and 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 looking to bring in a center and winger the week after um no look i think if he wants to go to nofaluma um i think that's probably a pretty good go because well look in all honesty he's, he seems to just score points regardless of how um, the tigers are going on field um, and if you and yeah, and if he bags a couple of tries like he did last week, then his score goes, um, you know, through the roof sort of thing. So um, he's a I tackle bust probably, machine, isn't he? I mean, he'll take yeah. hit ups and you know he'll make make over eight meters and potentially beat two or three or bust two or three tackles every kick return. Yeah, that's right. So I think a guy like that might be the way to go um, if you want to leave um, Edwards as a non-playing reserve. And finally, Under the Radar asks, who to captain? It's a, a simple question, Angie, but not a simple answer. I'll tell you that. If I knew that, <laughs> I'd be coming first. Um, yeah, so, again, <laughs> I think we've already spoken about Tommy Turbo this week. He's, he's a pretty good option, isn't he, um, against the Tigers? I mean, again, I, I really think the Tigers have been playing well the past couple of weeks. Um, Nathan Brown... He's a good vice-captain um, option this week, I think. And um, I think you've said it before. I think, yeah, Widdop against the Titans, um, even though the Titans got hammered and you always see a, a bit of a, a fight back the week after a, a hammering, um, I think Widdop, you know, he dragging season on the line. I think he has to perform. I think that's very much an option. I think this week, especially if you're really into the head-to-head, you're looking at either VCing uh, a forward, and then captaining a, a, an upside back or the opposite, v, VCing an upside player like a Widdop and captaining someone more uh, uh, more solid. I'd definitely pick Gallon. I think 300 games. I know it's against the Broncos, but the game, you know, uh, and I know Brisbane put on 54 against the Titans. This game won't be like that game. It will be played up front. And I think he can put up good numbers. And I think if you're just looking for that solid 75-80, I think Gallon can get that for you. And they play the third game of the round. So you've got options either way. You could either VC a guy like Crichton, um, or if you own Mitch Moses you know, in those earlier games and have Gallon, or potentially a better option is make Gallon your VC. And then you can choose, as, as Andrew said, either Widdop or Tom Travorovich or maybe Josh Papali, Jordan Rapana. 
um, those guys, any of those could be your captain. And then you can kind of get a gauge how you're looking in your head-to-head. If you need, if you're happy with gallons, you know, 70 odd doubled up, or if you need to go for something a bit more and captain someone like Tommy T and or Jordan Rapana and hope they get well into three figures. Uh, that'd probably be the way I'd look at it at this stage, actually VCing a safer option and keeping a captain choice later in the round for someone that if you need that real heavy hitter to get over the line. Ryan, um, any any final thoughts, not just in regards to those tweets, but just uh, Supercatch finals? Um, yeah, look, I... I... Yeah, I like Supercoach finals. Um, it's all about the tactics now. Um, you know, if you're just playing head-to-head, it's, you know, you played it all year, then now is the time that we want to bring out uh, any of the tricks that we mentioned before or any of the ones that uh, you have that you want to keep secret from everyone else. <laughs> Ryan and I are staring at each other from 50 bases all, all week. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, any last words of encouragement for for those of us um, staring down the battle of elimination while you get the second chance? Oh, um, uh, no. Good luck, suckers. I've got I've got a week to <laughs> I've got a, a week to uh, to get it right. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't have a great track record when it comes to head-to-head finals. I think. You know, past couple of years have been going all right in the season and get bundled out the first two rounds. Um, so I'm really looking forward to going deep into these finals. Well, good luck to everyone out there, all our listeners. This is, you know, what we wait for all year, these final four weeks. And I hope that it's kind to you. The bounce of the ball goes your way. And stick with us on Twitter at Pros because we'll be tweeting out those last... Um, the, those hour before kickoff, late team changes. Any last uh, ditch information? We'll be keeping a very close eye on it this month for uh, this month for you. Um, I know we try to get to all your tweets, whatever ever we can, but be keeping extra special eye on it. So if you've got some questions, feel free to, to send us to us any time during this weekend and beyond. And uh, good luck. This is it. Supercatch finals almost here. I am Pauly G, Paul Grisodka. Ryan, thank you very much for tonight. We'll see you next week. No worries at all. Andrew, thank you. Good luck. And uh, we'll talk to you next week as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, speak to you soon. And Peter will be back next week, of, of course, as well. Make sure you download that app. It's not too late. Follow follow uh, follow the links on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Supercoach Pros. Good luck this week. Supercoach Finals. I am Pulley G. Bye for now. <laughs>